0: Now, True Wealth, presented by Little John Financial Services. Here are David Little John and Katie Shook with True Wealth on News Radio 1240 KQEN. I know I was going to. She's like, when is he going to turn the mic on? Oh, you're killing me. Welcome to the True Wealth Show, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, David Little John, with me oh, in studio. Katie Shook.
1: And I was just, the I, best
0: Tuesday ever that, that you've had all week.
1: <laughs> that was like. You know, it's like when you're you're like waiting for it. It's like you're waiting for that mic dropper, Pulled. waiting to like to go over the edge on a roller coaster. It's like wait, ching, no, ching, no, ching, no, no, ching, no, 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 no. Oh, oh, there plank. it is. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Isn't All that right. the best part? The anticipation of the roller coaster.
0: Oh, I don't. I don't know anymore. You know, it's, I, I, as when I was younger, I loved roller coasters more. Now I actually get more motion sick. So I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah.
1: I can only, uh, I realize I can handle them as long as the weather's nice. But when it's like hot and stifling and I feel, for some reason, that I think I've just. More
0: nauseous. I've finally figured out that Not there are certain parts of Western toaster? medicine that they got right. Like I'm all about preventative care and taking care of yourself and this side and the other. But you know what? Motion sickness is just a thing for me. So if we're gonna go to Disneyland or something, I'm just gonna take Dramamine or get the patch thing or whatever it is. I'm doing it in advance. He's
1: like Dramamine patch up and copper bracelet. Let's Cause, go. Because you know
0: what? You know what really gets me is the it's the combination of video and motion that's the ones like star tours that they used to do oh, it's the star, star wars tours. right so you get in there and you're in this box and they're shaking you around while they're changing all the inputs and i'm just like I, i'm turning green We're, this is horrible <laughs> roller coasters are no problem because it's real motion you're really going somewhere so i'm like Woo-hoo, it's fun. well and but, you
1: can kind of look out and fix on different spots oh yeah on the horizon and, 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 so
0: it's just different but yeah um uh, we went to this is a few years back now, but uh, the family took a big vacation and to Disney World, and then we also went to Universal.
1: Right,
0: uh, or, yeah, Is that what it is—the one with the Harry Potter theme park and all that? It was Universal. Anyway, so we're in Orlando, and we go to all the parks. All the parks, and they have these—the the new roller coasters are their interior roller coasters. A lot of them, and so you'll you're physically moving in a You know car that's like cruising through their little course and turning corners and going up and down and dipping and diving but they also have all these video inputs that are around so you'll see something jump at you that's it's screen but it looks like it's coming at you yeah the way they do the 3d animation yes so it's 3d animation oh and
1: music and wind and well yeah they, they blow
0: winds and sense and heat and cool and it's like by the time you're done it's like okay sensory overload it is a little bit yeah so those are the ones where i'm like all right i'm gonna need the drama mean we we did have an episode we got on the minions ride at the end and i was i'd never been so grateful at the time my youngest daughter was like eight months old or something so she we, we were just passing the kid around taking turns well the minion ride they've got a section down at the bottom it doesn't move it's just you just watch it wearing your 3d glasses and I was so glad I was just watching it because I was green watching it. Aww. The kiddos got out of that ride and there was like, we were changing outfits because they were getting sick on Aww. themselves. It was like, whoa. So anyway, Aww. those minions will get you.
1: Those minions every time, man.
0: I know. So Super crazy. All right. But I know you did not tune in today to the True Well Show to hear about roller coasters and motion sickness. That seems odd that that would be the topic of the show. <laughs>
1: But those are true wealth yeah. moments that are created with the money that moves through our fingers.
0: Sure, sure. Right. So So you know. and and today we're going to talk about we are going to talk about money today. And we're going to do some high fives uh in, in the weirdest way possible. I guess this is a covid-ish high five. Is that how that works? Sure. Because you you know, no contact cuz fear. Um <laughs> <laughs> we do <laughs> have Okay. The S&P 500 has it's still closed. charging up, right? It has closed at an all-time high.
1: Yay! Making money. So,
0: yay, but weird.
1: Yay, but weird. I, I, Everything is weird <coughs> these days. Weird is the new normal. I don't even... Like, up is down, right is wrong. I don't even know what's going on anymore. So I don't even know what to say is normal. Like, I hate that word. I'm just... going
0: to play a little game of just stock analysis. We've done this a few times, so give me just a second. I'm going to bring these up on screen. So, Katie is going to... Help stall, right? Uh, I want to talk about a tale of three stocks. You're going to talk talk about a tale
1: of three stocks. What three stocks are you going to talk about? We're
0: going to talk about Apple, Amazon, Amazon, and Tesla. I figured. Okay. So, So, can
1: we talk about Tesla first? Nope. Tesla. Well,
0: no, we're going to talk about. Should have said that, sorry. Yeah, we're going to talk about. Pseudo. Apple. Yeah. See, you're naughty on the radio. I am. That's, Sorry, guys, that's that's
1: it just came out. I apologize because, you know, we're now getting an,
0: a, an, a slight episode of true self here. It's like, oh, done done. Yeah. So what's the big difference? Well, Apple starts at the front of the alphabet and Tesla's near the back of the alphabet.
1: Fine. I have other questions when we get to Tesla. OK, so let's so, start with Apple.
0: All right. Let's start with Apple because this is an interesting story in and of itself. First okay. of all, the tale of the market cap of Apple. The market cap. Okay, so remember market cap is short for market capitalization.
1: Okay, and,
0: it, and what does that mean? It means how many shares are out there and what's the price per share. Okay. And if we multiply the number of shares in existence times the price per share, we know how much the company is worth.
1: Okay, so how much is Apple worth at the moment?
0: $1.976 trillion, with a T. Okay. Yeah, I like the way you're just like, yeah, sure. Okay, that's normal.
1: Well, I was expecting you to be like, $8 billion. Like, it's, I'm waiting for it to cross the
0: trillion. Trillion
1: dollars. Tril- oh, sorry. Got yeah, those
0: backwards. Eight, so, one point, almost, almost two trillion dollars. Dang. Yeah, this is when Dr. Evil was like, go." Yeah,
1: I mean, it, that's $1 billion, crazy. billion like, No more. 100 more, billion.
0: More. And you're like, that's chump change. Apple could write that check.
1: Yes, they so, could. So anyway, so trillion, trillion,
0: Trillion. almost two almost trillion, almost two trillion. Wa- and yeah, this is all right.
1: Welcome to Vegan Studio Live. There's always live studio and people are in on. the windows
0: taunting <laughs> me. Being a consummate radio pro, I taunted back without breaking stride. Katie, on the other hand, no, is having a day. I know she's like, oh no, she got me.
1: <laughs> I I don't think I have enough caffeine right now. It's like that heat mid afternoon oh, something. You know, and I it's don't a know.
0: Tuesday. No, it can't be that. We're in the middle no, of the week already. It's
1: I. You know, it's like summer finally showed up because we've had weird weather. Although oh, it did rain this weekend.
0: I so, know. So uh, well, it rained after we got off the mountain. That's we'll we'll talk later about. I'll share some true wealth moments that I personally got to enjoy. But, okay, uh, so Apple. Apple. Apple's
1: worth like two trillion. Yeah, just under. That two, does sound like monopoly money. Like that is oh, so many uh, zeros, guys, so many.
0: I mean, the U.S. economy right now is something akin to twenty-one point something trillion dollars per year. So, if if Apple was fully liquidated, it's like ten percent of the value of the U.S. GDP for the year.
1: That's ridiculous. That's
0: insane. Okay. So insane. Now, one of the ways that we measure the way uh, how how expensive a stock is is through what we call the price to earnings ratio so what that is is we look at the price of the stock and we divide it by the earnings per share so if a stock is a hundred dollars and it earns one dollar per share the price to earnings ratio is a hundred Okay. If a stock is $10 and it earns a dollar per share, the price to earnings ratio is 10.
1: Also known as the PE.
0: Yep, the PE ratio. Now, the lower the PE ratio, in theory, the more you are being rewarded as an investor by earnings. Okay. So it's not the only way to measure whether or not a stock is expensive but it is one that is routinely touted, and we're using this for illustrative purposes on the radio because I want us to talk about the size of a company, its market cap based on the stock price, but then I want us to think about how much does that company earn compared to its value as a company. Okay, Okay. so Apple has a price to earnings ratio of 35.06, reported as of the close of business today, by Yahoo Finance. So if you guys want to go online to Yahoo Finance and look up Apple, you'll see the P.E. ratio is 35.06. Okay. Today is August 18th of 2020. (laughs) And by the way, this show is now one that we don't use in the hopper very often because you know what day it is. So that's what happens in live radio too. So Apple, now let's talk about Amazon.
1: So why are we talking about PEs? Like well,
0: because I want to give you a sense of where the price of different stocks are. Do you think Apple is an expensive stock? Yeah. Okay. Because Apple price per share, to buy one share of Apple, $462.25. Oh, it's
1: actually not that bad.
0: Well, but the company's worth $1.976 trillion what do you think Amazon is worth as a company? Do you think Amazon is more valuable or less valuable based on market cap than Apple?
1: Mm, I would say more valuable because they offer a variety of stuff.
0: Okay, so first, what's the stock price for Amazon right now?
1: Oh, it's over $2,000, is not it?
0: Three thousand three hundred and twelve dollars and forty nine cents per share at the close of business. Thirty
1: three twelve. Okay. Okay.
0: So Amazon three thousand three hundred and twelve dollars and forty nine cents per share. Apple four hundred and sixty two dollars and twenty five cents a share.
1: So you're talking like eight to nine times.
0: So well, first of all, so which one is bigger? Amazon or Apple?
1: Amazon. No wait, what'd you say on the on the
0: So Amazon stock is three thousand three hundred and twelve dollars a share. Okay. Apple's is $462 400 and a share. So, which company is more valuable? Which one has a like higher this is a market trick cap? It is a trick question.
1: Which one has a higher market cap? Probably yep. Apple.
0: Correct. Amazon's value is $1.659 trillion, not $1. $1.9 something something trillion.
1: So, okay, but they're close.
0: Well, they are close, except that you're saying, yeah, they're only $200 billion apart in value. <laughs> Sorry. only 200 billion dollars <laughs> in difference, Again, It right? still
1: sounds like monopoly money, like billion trillion. So,
0: when people are like, well, but see, the temptation was, well, Amazon stock is higher, so it must be more Worth valuable, more. right?
1: But it's not Well, I was thinking now that if it's if it's higher in value that there's less shares than Apple.
0: Here's the real trick. So, which one's more expensive, Apple or Amazon.
1: Well, Amazon's more expensive per share.
0: Okay, which one is more expensive as an investor based on the earnings that the company makes compared to the price that you pay per share? So the PE ratio. Which one has the lower PE ratio? Uh
1: Apple. No.
0: Well, Apple has a PE ratio of 35.
1: What's the PE ratio on
0: of Amazon? 127.22.
1: Ooh, so Apple has the lower PE.
0: Much. So Apple, in theory, is cheaper
1: and for safer? the amount of earnings you're buying. Is that make it safer?
0: I don't know that it's safe. I don't Safer is not the way I would look at this, but I would say in terms of how much, remember, how much are you buying the future earnings of the company, right? When you buy stock, what you're really doing is saying, I want a company that's worth more in the future. What it tells me is, or at least what it implies is, Amazon will have to grow a lot more than Apple.
1: In order to be more valuable. In
0: order to be at the same value from an earnings perspective as Apple. Interesting. But if Apple does that, so let's think about the the math. I'm going to get out my trusty calculator here. And let's do some math, right? So uh, I've got my calculator drawn. I thought I did. It was giving me a fuss here. Well, I'll do it the hard way. I wanted to do it. This was, by the way, he's
1: using his phone app and I'm kind of laughing about it because I just had this conversation the other day about how I use almost every app on my phone, including the calculator. So
0: let's divide the P.E. ratio of Amazon, 127.22, by the P.E. ratio of Apple, which is 35.06. And what we get is 3.62. That means that... Amazon is 3.62, da da more numbers, times more expensive than Apple based on P-E ratio. If Amazon's market cap is one, I'm sorry, if it, if their market cap is 1.659 Six. trillion, we can actually multiply that difference times one point. Whoops.
1: You gotta realize, he's leaving zeros off of the calculator, like I don't even know if the calculator point, will even go that way
0: yes six five nine enter the market cap of amazon for it to reach parity
1: is with oh it's like five app, or with six
0: apple so like you you need to see what six app, trillion. Six trillion.
1: yeah so it's so this is a good lesson so, we we've talked about cost versus value
0: right so that would say that it, what it implies is, and again, this is not a recommendation or anything. It just, but the implication is that Apple stock is a, a lower, it's a lower price for the earnings that you're getting, and in order for the price parity to be the same, then Amazon should be a six trillion dollar company if they had the same PE ratio. Interesting. So people are willing to pay a lot more for Amazon than for Apple right now. Is what that's telling us,
1: and the question is why.
0: Well, that is the question. Now, we got another stock to talk about.
1: Yeah, we haven't even talked about Tesla yet.
0: We haven't, but I'm gonna because Tesla got nuts. And exactly, we're cueing the music because you guys want to stick around and hear this one. Tesla is, I mean, whew, just just wait. Stick around. We'll be right back. This is this is Dave
1: Littlejohn and Katie Shug. and
0: you got True Up on News Radio 1240.
1: Take you in.
0: Hey gang, welcome back to the True Well show. Dave Little John in studio with
1: Katie Shack. I know there's like a long pause. It's a wait to insert your name. I insert know, your it's your name turn
0: here. Uh remember, Yang, if you were just joining us, gang, right? I'm having a little trouble tongue twisters today.
1: If Did you're you just we joining us. before you got here? Not Where enough.
0: That is for <laughs> sure. Uh, probably just, you know, low blood sugar and all that. I should have eaten. I had a great breakfast, but really haven't eaten much in between. Yeah, Yeah,
1: but you do that all the time. I know.
0: Well, it's not the best idea. Nevertheless, here we are, and we, if you're just joining us, we're covering some, this is interesting information that one should understand from uh, the basics of investing. Are stocks expensive? Okay? And if you're out there trying to figure out, how do I analyze whether or not something's expensive? If you've got a bunch of mutual funds, I've got good news for you. Not your problem. Okay. Uh the mutual fund managers are supposed to be doing that for you. If you're out there trying to make investment decisions for yourself, which it turns out the number of people s- investing in uh, trading these days is escalated in the wake I was of say, COVID. it has to be higher. Oh yeah. Then this may be relevant to you. So if you want some of the backdrop, check out the podcast. It'll be on our webpage tomorrow at littlejohnfs.com. Right. And uh, you can you can get some of the backdrop because we've already covered three. We're covering three stocks, and we've talked about the differences between Apple and Amazon. And the summary is simply that while both companies are similar in value on paper, Apple has a lower stock price, but it's a more valuable company. Amazon has a higher stock price, but it is a lower value company in terms of the size of the company, based on. The value, if you add up all the shares of the stock multiplied by the price per share.
1: That's so crazy to me.
0: Amazon, when you look at how much Amazon earns per share of stock compared to how much Apple earns per share of stock, Amazon is more expensive based on what we call a price-to-earnings ratio. Now, with that as the backdrop, let's talk about Tesla. Okay. (laughs) Katie. Which, by the
1: way, David is probably asked about Tesla at least ten to twenty times a week.
0: I don't know. People ask about Tesla, and the other one that I get asked about is you know Bitcoin. Okay, that's you been still my, get asked about Bitcoin. I get I get asked about Bitcoin, and I get asked about gold right now. Everybody wants about gold and Bitcoin. That's fascinating. And Tesla, and that ought to tell you something. They're just they're those are pretty hot markets. Now I'm going to talk a little bit about Tesla, and then I'm going to share with you something concerning to me okay okay so remember that that's a teaser we call that in the radio biz for something fun coming up you want to hear about
1: (laughs) something but first you have to
0: slog it through tesla which is also fun to hear about by the way so tesla is a manufacturer of electric vehicles right i think elon musk who is the ceo of tesla uh uh-oh and bless you. That try-
1: I was really trying not to. Uh, that was the weirdest life.
0: sneeze too. I, Your sorry. head's going to explode if you ever do that again. My what? It's like you turned the sneeze inside out. That's so dangerous. What? <laughs> that wasn't a sneeze?
1: Oh, I've had some good ones today. Okay. Don't worry. I had to sanitize my office a couple times. Gotcha.
0: So, Elon Musk I think is sort of he's become the CEO that's the most fun to watch by the media right now. Right. And that used to be Steve Jobs. True. Steve Jobs has was a unique individual, had uh, some real idiosyncrasies about his personality, but of course came up with the iPhone and, and, the and iPad sort of brought, and brought the... Apple back from really the brink of almost extinction. Right. And then it's now become the largest company in the world. Actually surpassed. Well, I don't know if this is true. You know, I almost said this. This has been a battle for the ages. I'm gonna pr- I'm gonna check one thing because I can do this quickly. Microsoft was the rival, right? Microsoft, yeah. Market cap for Microsoft 1.6 trillion. For a little while, Microsoft was bigger than Apple. They have flip flopped again, uh, but Microsoft has been on a tremendous growth path for the last. I always forget that Apple makes computers
1: so. too. Like they I do. always think of them as iPhones and like music stuff, but I never really think of them as a computer.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. I think that Apple is uh, mischaracterized as a hardware company when they're a software company, but that's a separate issue too. Uh, the thing about that Steve Jobs, the reason I'm it up an Apple is because Elon Musk is the new, like kind well, he's of an hip, cool CEO. Eccentric. Yeah, he's, billionaire, he is. Billionaire. Well, uh, yeah, gazillionaire based on how much Tesla stock he owns. He made eighty-eight billion dollars yesterday. Right? His net worth went so up you're $88 me, billion. Is he a good day? Well, what I'm telling you is but if you But net worth,
1: that doesn't mean the liquidity. That doesn't mean he has $88 yeah, that's billion. That's the thing. Sitting when, when people are like, account. he should
0: pay more taxes. I'm like, hang on. If you own a house and all of a sudden the land around your house gets rezoned so that your house goes from being worth $200,000 to being worth $200 million, do you have to pay taxes because somebody rezoned the land around you? Yeah. And the answer is well no you have to pay taxes if you sell the house and get all the profits right? right that's how that works so if you own a bunch of stock and all of a sudden it goes shoots up in value your net worth goes up with the stock but you have to sell it to get it out right so you don't want to just say force everybody to sell their stock because it's worth a lot of money it seems tempting when but but at the risk of sounding really rude to people i'll do my sort of dave ramsey heavy-handed though like you're a simpleton if you think that's a good idea Right. I will just flat out say it on the radio. Well, if you're no, literally it. if you're I love listening. It when
1: people are always like, Oh, we should do it to them. But then it's like, well, if you were in that situation, it's, would you want it done just, to you? It's, and it's no.
0: It's not even about to me about a do it to them kind of thing. It's say you don't understand the economic ramifications of, oh, of trying to do something would be like, like that. Like tsunami it, size. It would be destructive and it would harm you too. That would be a self inflicted wound that somebody did because they lack the sophistication to understand the entire financial system. Or if it's not that they lack the sophistication instead and they've never bothered to investigate it, right? So you're shooting from your hip, and it's dangerous. Right. Okay, so I will just say, like, that idea is a terrible idea. I'm on record for it. If I'm ever, like, you know, I guess I ran for office, right? I ran for school board <laughs> uh, at the, the community college. And so if that makes me a public official, I guess I was unopposed, un- right? But nevertheless, I'll be on record as saying that's a simpleton move. That's a That's a really dumb idea. But moving on.
1: Okay, so Tesla, so Tesla so what's stock. The value of te- but Tesla recently did a split, I thought.
0: Not it hasn't it hasn't been reflected yet. They've announced a split is coming. Okay. So let's talk about first of all, what is Tesla's price per share now?
1: Last time I checked it was over nine hundred dollars. But it's yeah. like way it's like fifteen hundred dollars or something.
0: One thousand eight hundred and eighty seven dollars and nine cents as of today. It was higher than that briefly today. It it got Uh, the one day peak in price it opened at looks like, uh, over 1900 today's trading range, uh, $1,923 and 87 cents was the high, but it closed at 1887 and some change and Tesla now has what is their market cap? Remember Apple was 1.9 something trillion.
1: They were 1.9 and then Microsoft, Microsoft was 1.6 and Amazon are
0: 1.6. Amazon is about 1.6 as well. So what do you think Tesla's market cap is? Right? Microsoft by the way, their stock is $211.49 a share. So Amazon is almost or I'm sorry, Tesla's almost 1900 a share. Amazon's over 3300 a share and Apple's a little over $460 a share. So Tesla at 1887 right now. What's the market cap of Tesla? And before you answer the question, is Tesla bigger than Microsoft? I would say no. It is not. So is it bigger than Amazon? No. Also no. And we know that Amazon and Microsoft are smaller than Apple, so it's not bigger than those.
1: Are they even in the T zone or are they in the B zone? B zone. OK, that's kind of what I figured. Tesla? I mean, B is still big, like billions.
0: 351. Billion dollar company. Okay. Three hundred fifty-one point six eight two.
1: Okay. Now That's still pretty big. What's though. the
0: PE ratio? We talked about Amazon had a PE ratio of one hundred twenty-seven point two two. Uh, just for fun, now we'll throw Microsoft in there. It's similar to Apple. PE ratio of thirty-six point seven two for Microsoft. Okay. What do you think is the P.E. Ratio of Tesla?
1: I think it's going to be like Amazon. I think it's going to be really high.
0: OK, so Amazon was about one. It was one.
1: Yeah. One twenty something.
0: Right. One twenty seven point two two. So. So take a guess at Tesla.
1: Oh, uh, is, is it over one thirty? Yes. Is it over two thirty? Yes. Whew. Is it over five hundred? Yes, <laughs> it is over five hundred for the P.E. Ratio. Yep. Oh, my gosh. Is it like seven fifty higher? It's higher than seven
0: hundred nine hundred and seventy six nine hundred and
1: seventy-six is the P.E. Ratio.
0: Correct. That means that right now you pay nine hundred basically nine hundred seventy six dollars and seventy five cents per dollar of profit that Tesla
1: makes. That sounds very upside down.
0: Uh, it sounds very upside down to me, too. Um, maybe Tesla goes to the moon. You know, maybe it's the next, maybe they start. I mean, making, literally, maybe they, they do
1: go to the moon. I mean, it's I. I, I it,
0: know. It, you know, maybe it is that, well, that stock is way undervalued. And, you know, one day Tesla, everybody will only drive Tesla. There will be no other vehicles on the planet. And Tesla will also make every battery in the world. And Tesla will make software that takes over Amazon and Microsoft and Apple. Right. Maybe that would happen. Well,
1: I mean, we're going towards driverless cars or more, and and more.
0: Maybe Tesla, you know, ends up owning, you know, because Elon's associated with SpaceX and, you know, they take off and they colonize the moon and it's like a whole new economy. It, it could happen. But right now, the market is pricing that for every dollar of profit in Tesla, uh, it costs $976.75. It's almost
1: $1,000.
0: Yes, Wow. And so I look at that and I say, my gosh, that seems way out of whack in terms of price. Just way Uh, out of whack. Yeah. So here's where it bugs me. Okay. And this is where I'm going to draw on some of my experience. I started my career and there was something going on, right? Something was going on in the markets and they said it was different this time. And you want to know what it was? I do. Well, we'll tell you after the break. All
1: right, all right, hang in there. What
0: makes Tesla different this time, or not? That and more when we come back. This is David Littlejohn and Katie Shuck. You got True Wealth on News Radio twelve forty
1: KQEN.
0: All right, gang, welcome back to the True Wealth Show.
1: This show goes by faster and faster every day. Well, you Life know, is just speeding up.
0: When you're covering fun stuff, it always flies. Uh, and I would say check out the, remember, podcast, right? So if you're just hopping on, you haven't caught the backdrop, we're talking about stocks today.
1: Amazon, Apple, and Tesla.
0: Yeah, well, and, and it's not that we're talking about stocks. We're talking about these in particular, not because we're recommending anything, but because we want folks to understand a little bit about how the market gets priced or gets kind of priced out of whack. Now, I can't tell you if tesla is too expensive or not i actually can't i can tell you that using traditional metrics like the price to earnings ratio as an idea uh and comparing it to some companies that also are they have a product they're in tech and so forth you know like apple is um, not dissimilar to tesla then there's a physical tangible product there's some software there's technology associated uh You know, Apple's a lot more valuable than Tesla based on the market capitalization. Okay. But Tesla, if we look at how much people are willing to pay for the stock as a reflection of the price of the stock compared to the earnings of the company.
1: Yeah, it's not earning anything. (laughs) You know,
0: Apple, people are willing to pay about $36 for every dollar of profit that Apple makes. Which is
1: the P.E. ratio.
0: right? Tesla people are willing to pay $976 for every dollar of it's profit. It's
1: almost $1000.
0: Right? Crazy. So and different industries have True. different PE comparisons. So peer group matters. You know, a utility company has a lower PE ratio than a technology so company. So are we typically.
1: comparing Tesla to other vehicles?
0: No, because like let's say we when go look at
1: when you say peer group, who would be in his yeah. peer group? So
0: let's look at uh, like Ford as a company that we could compare. Ford stock price is six dollars and eighty nine cents a share. Market cap is now twenty seven point four billion, and the PE ratio is not non existent because Ford is actually losing money. So it's a zero profit right now. Zero PE. Um, let's look good. at GM. There's another one. General Motors is $29.84 a share, $42 billion company. Earnings per share, cents. Uh, so P-E ratio of General Motors, 28.
1: Look up a different one for me. Look okay. up F-U-V.
0: Foxtrot Uniform Victor? Yes. Okay, so. Arkimoto. Arcimoto. I don't know where you get these. $7.85. Earnings per share is actually negative, so there's no P-E ratio. There you go. So they are still burning cash, Trying to and make the market cap is two hundred and thirty-seven million.
1: Okay, just curious. They're, yep. ele- they're another electric vehicle company. So if you were going to do Tesla, who's electric vehicles, I just wanted to know what another electric vehicle company.
0: Yep. All right. So there you have it, gang. Uh, is Tesla expensive? I don't know, but can it, I at the break, I made some implications. There's something that scares me right now. So
1: you said when you got into this business, there was something else that was like it. What yeah. was
0: it? I got started in the financial arena in 1999.
1: 20 years ago, almost 21. And back in
0: 1999, it was the new economy. What? That's what everybody was calling it, the new economy. This was the lead up to the dot-com bubble burst.
1: Right, because, I mean, everybody was worried about Y2K and right. all the computers were going to crash and nobody knew yep. how to recognize zeros. And- if
0: we look back, this is interesting, but if I look back, the value of the NASDAQ in 1999, let's say, about, well, yeah, it, it got up to as high as ooh, almost 3,900. At the very beginning of 2000.
1: And what is it at now? It's like at.
0: Well, today it's at 11,000. Okay. It did not get back to 3,900 after that collapse until.
1: Like 10 or 11 years later?
0: It was in 2014.
1: Ooh, 14 years later. It
0: was 14 years before the NASDAQ recovered to those levels. (laughs) That's crazy. So, and then it's since gone on and and gone up and up and up and up. But the NASDAQ is a heavily tech-weighted industry. Tech, as a sector, is up 20% for the year, even though the S&P 500 is only up, I think, for the year. Let me pull this just to get the number right. i
1: say it's like 8% or something.
0: Um, year-to-date, we're, well, we opened the year at 3,257. We're at 3,389. So it's up a few percentage points. Yeah. It's nothing like what technology is up.
1: Well, do you, so, but do you think some of that has to do with COVID and like the run on laptops and stuff like?
0: Absolutely.
1: Like just looking at supply no. and demand, right? Like absolutely. there's only and, so much stuff and everybody was forced to work from home and but, kids were forced to work from home. Oh, I think
0: it goes well beyond that, though, Katie. I think that not only has it been uh, that tech has been a net beneficiary of the economic backdrop of the, of the forced tech upgrade, which is what happened in 99 when everybody forced their upgrades because they were worried about, Y2K right and if you don't know what Y2K is there was this theory and you're so young yeah you really yeah <laughs> you're young uh, I think a lot of our listeners probably know but Y2K was the idea that in the year 2000 all of the computers they used to do dates as the instead of saying like you know 1999 they just put 99 yeah. Or 1998 was 98. But when it got to 2000, it was going to be zero zero. It would be like 1900 all over again. And they were they didn't know if the computers were going to just crash.
1: Yeah, they didn't know so if they could recognize So there was this mad dash
0: to reprogram. Because originally computers had very little memory. So it was all about efficiency in coding. And every line of code had to be really, really tight. Because you didn't have any wasted space. Uh, because memory was such a premium for computers. Today, memory is everywhere and so the code is less efficient but it's there's a lot more of it and so that that was this weird bug was that they made this date code for a lot of the software that was going to roll over and they didn't know if the computers would even turn back on right so everybody spent a bunch of money upgrading in 99 and the tech stocks went bananas dot com stocks went bananas They, they weren't making any money but they just kept going up and up and up and then in 2000, we had like two years where nobody bought computers because they all upgraded in 99. And the stock market kind of crashed and dot-coms like just evaporated. They were gone. NASDAQ collapsed. And so we had this really rough 50% market correction in 2000 over the next 18 months or so. And then it, you know, in 2003, it started recovering. And then we had a big run-up until 2008 when the markets collapsed 50% again. And then the markets started recovering in 2009. And then they have kind of moved on. And now here we are. And you don't think about it this way, but we're in 2020. It's That's been 11, 11 years, years without al- a correction. 11 years that the market went up and up. And then we had a covid correction. But now we're at all time highs again in all these indexes. And the
1: covid correction was minor. Was it was it really a correction, though?
0: Oh, yeah. No, it was a it was over 20 It was, was, 20%? It, was a, it was more than a 20 percent pullback for the major index. It, it doesn't have to be over 20 percent for, for, for a bear market is what we said. Yeah. It so it's more than a 20 percent correction then it's a, a bear. So what it reminds me of, and again, I'm not saying this is going to happen, but we it, it, there are several things about this. There are things that are different, right? For example, the interest rates of today are ultra low. Oh, like yeah. Ultra low. Oh, yeah. And we're, we're, the Federal Reserve is literally printing money. Uh, it is buying bonds in order to keep interest rates low. So we're printing money and then using that money to purchase bonds. Uh, it's... The federal government is spending money at a, in a massive deficit right now, at unprecedented. The, the stimulus and the, uh, the PPP program and the different loan programs and the different lending facilities that have been made available are just unbelievable. I mean, close to four trillion in stimulus and money printing Ooh. this year. It's crazy. And our economy is just over 20 trillion. So it's like 20% of GDP in stimulus and money printing. That's bound to have some effects.
1: And they're talking about another round.
0: Yeah. What concerns me, and this is one, there, there are some that are, argue what, what we call modern monetary theory, that the money printing is not as important as making sure that we don't print so much that we destabilize the currency. Right. And because other countries are printing at the same time, we're all sort of in this together. Right. right. Everybody's in it, so we all got to deal. But we are seeing signs like why is gold going up in price why is bitcoin going back up in price well these are typically inflation hedges so why is housing so expensive well consumers can access that money through the lending facilities huh right why are other parts of the economy not inflating as much well consumers don't have a ton more money
1: no and now with
0: joblessness we have other issues right so we have a very unique economic circumstance but i worry a little bit that everybody just spent a bunch of money on a, a tech upgrade and then a bunch of companies just sort of redistributed their resources so people could work from home and now we have a potential vacuum in commercial real estate we have a potential glut in the housing market and we have the the question is where is all you know where's this money printing going to show up and will it actually get in the hands of consumers and generate inflation or do we have deflationary pressure because of the economic headwinds we're facing because many people are have lost jobs and won't go back it's not there's no known outcome but i can tell you this when i see stocks like tesla that have 976 pe ratios That's crazy. It reminds me of how the NASDAQ was valued in 1999. And that makes me wonder if we're cruising for something. Now, is it in the data? Who knows? Not yet. Not yet, because when interest rates are next to zero, there's no reward for sitting in cash. And this is the last thing I want to talk about on the show today, is when we have no returns in cash or bonds, what happens And what does that mean for us as investors?
1: I don't know, but you're going to tell me.
0: That's right. We're going to take our last break. And when we come back, there is something huge that this means for investors. And I want to share it with you. But we've got to take our last break. This is David Littlejohn. And Katie Shook. You got true wealth. On News Radio
1: 1240. KQEN.
0: Hey, gang, welcome back to the last segment of the, the True, True Wealth, Wealth show.
1: Radio Show. Radio show, not just the show. We're not like the Truman Show. It's not on TV. It will be soon. they know that because they're listening. <laughs>
0: we're going we're gonna to we figure out a live stream again. We're going to make that not work. a TV show. Uh, so, you know, a reminder, check out the podcast. We've covered a ton today, and some of the lead up was very intentional. I read an article, uh, it was yesterday, and it just sort of made, it gave me the chills in a bad way. Uh, and that doesn't really happen in the financial world very often, but this one really, it bugs me. Uh, and here was the gist of it. The, uh, there's been a generally accepted concept of what we call the 4% rule in finance for years. Right. And the 4% rule is essentially if you have a retirement nest egg and you take a 4% distribution from it, the probability is that you shouldn't outlive that distribution rate because on average your account should return more than the four percent so you'll you'll be taking out your earnings but then the growth in the account will sort of fill the bucket back up and you can perpetually live off of a nest egg if you can earn around four percent or if you're only taking four percent out that the the variable earnings over time will will work itself out
1: the distribution rate of four percent right
0: a distribution rate the this is really concerning to me that the article suggested that a safe withdrawal rate has now declined to 0.5 percent what yes and here's the the rationale is simply that because bond interest rates are so low there's no viable way there's no safe to generate enough safety and you're either forced into an equity market that has so much volatility that it could damage you because if you think about it, right? If you have an account and it gets cut in half, but your distributions can't get cut in half. If the if your account gets cut in half, it's like doubling your distribution. Right. So, oh, I was taking out 4% but my account lost 50% of its value. Now, now I'm taking out, out 8%, 8% yeah. because I'm taking the same amount out to make my monthly paycheck or whatever. Wow. And that becomes a uh, real high potential to deplete your account. So that's pretty scary.
1: A half a percent
0: yeah pretty scary yeah so if that's the case then and again it's sort of just factoring in bonds and 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 where the ultra low bond rates are right now it it really bugs me because one it either extends out retirement dates super far because there's no way to get to safety uh, or it forces people into much higher risk. And it, it really illustrates why is money being forced into the stock market? There's no yield in the bond market.
1: So you guys understand, like at a half a percent, if you had a million dollar portfolio, that's five grand a year. Yes, a, a year. year.
0: So the the idea was, if you wanted a $40,000 income in retirement, you need
1: a million dollars.
0: $8 million. Now? No, you would need an $8 million nest egg to make a $40,000 distribution or per year.
1: That's so much money.
0: It's crazy. For $40,000. And think about, people don't think about this ramification either. Think about all of the public pension programs that are relying, that that people are expecting to be able to make payments out of.
1: Right. Uh, Social Security.
0: Well, not Social Security in this case, but like PERS or FERS or some of those programs. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Oregon PERS actually has an account of money in the pool that is banking on a certain rate of return, and they have an internal assumed rate of return of like 7% in order to make their payouts consistently to the people that are receiving them. So money's going in from current recipients and money is going out to the former reci- former workers that are now receiving their benefit. But what happens is anytime that that number is at a deficit, the government has to raise taxes or the expenses go up on the public institutions funding that program to make up the gap.
1: which becomes
0: a huge handicap so if our assumed rates of returns are super low it screws up all of the actuarial work across the country for pension programs oh my goodness yeah it's a really hot mess no wonder that was so
1: scary i mean that would like i i can't even imagine that like i mean you know before it was like oh if you could save over a million dollars you could probably have a pretty decent retirement and now right like to save a million dollars, to earn a or earn or make or however you want to put it, a million dollars just to get five grand a year.
0: Yeah, and I mean
1: it's. it's I, I can see where people just throw their hands up. This
0: is this is something that professionally for our practice, right? And you know, I know that this program is primarily education in nature, but this is something that we are tackling within our practice as an investment. Com- as an investment committee, we talk about these things a lot, and it's the idea that we've had real tailwinds to just sort of index investing for a long time, but that there could be some real high danger levels in indexing where people get over allocated to equities or they look for too much fixed income as a safety net and they end up unintentionally handicapping themselves or putting themselves in harm's way of staying retired.
1: That's just crazy. So.
0: Uh, we're the, the quest for yield in the marketplace is really really important and uh, I, I can't emphasize this enough that you you need your strategy evaluate your strategy and look e- look at your the the various scenarios and how they could impact the assets that you own so if you have if you've not done uh, any kind of stress testing of your investment strategy it's probably worth
1: it it's it's time you yeah. need to do that
0: yeah because because the markets could continue to go up they really can But we don't we don't know if or when (laughs) something will happen. I know the headphones are goofed
1: up here. (laughs) Trying to
0: put the look, the music's gonna start. The bottom line is. We're out of time for today, but ah. I want you guys to to get taken care of on this one. If you do not have an advisor in your life, uh, find one. And if you don't know, they can you can call us at
1: five four one three seven five zero eight nine eight. You can also reach out info at Little John FS. Reach out through Facebook. Yeah, I like, mean our, our information all, all over the internet. Just. Find us. You you find us, us,
0: but if you don't have somebody, get somebody, all right? And we'd love to help you. Until next time, this has been David Littlejohn. And Katie Show. You've been listening to True Wealth on News Radio 1240.
1: KQEN.